You need to stop giving away. Simply stated, stop giving an F. And if you're like a lot of you out there, your butt cheeks just puckered all the way up. You got a heavy sense of shame or guilt when I told you to stop giving an F, didn't I? Because there's a part of you that feels like it's almost inhumane not to give. You're doing humanity a disservice and you're doing a big one up to yourself above everybody else. It couldn't be further from the truth. And there is a part of you that needs to embrace the idea of not giving an F about the trivialities in daily life. Starting this week, it's a TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. Ego killer motivation. Peeling back layer after layer after layer like we're digging for gold and trying to get some actionable, repeatable advice right here. We start off the week on a 10 so that by the end of the week, you trip, you fall, you get back up, and you're still hovering at a nine, at an eight and a half maybe, and that's on a bad day. This time, we're talking about how we're going to achieve breaking plateaus, and I got to make sure you guys are off and running right here when we talk about embracing the art or the mindset that you just need to let go and not give no Fs. Something, like I said, is super barbarous about this. We think that that means you should pay less attention to humanity. You should harden yourself and build up an armor if you're not going to give an F. If you ever responded to somebody and they told you, hey, your job performance is pretty weak. It's pretty weak. And you look at them and you say, I don't give a fuck. Right? Or maybe, maybe you've been in a situation where... One of your friends or someone in your social group is telling you a story and the story goes on way too long because that's what this person does. They're the opposite of an Andrew Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain. They don't know when to end the story and it goes on way too long and you're like, man, I just, I don't, I don't give enough. <laughs> well, if we're in those two contexts, then yeah, what we're looking to do is kind of strip down all the humanity and the feeling out the thing. But there is a semblance of what you need to do to be capricious about your goals, about fixing personal relationships in your life. Maybe it could be about your fitness, the mindset you bring into the gym. Those folks that I've trained around that just stop giving it and orienting your mind around the fact that you care way too much about the littler things. So I'm going to break that down for you. I'm also going to go in a little bit adjacently into the book real popular these days um shout out to yuli for giving me that book you know who you are and yo we'll get into it a little bit right here let's break it all the way down i feel like mondays are probably the worst day not to give an it's like you gotta show up on work if you're getting paid for a traditional job and act like you just give all the F's and then you show up on Monday not giving an F. And 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 honestly, like that's kind of the the dichotomy. That's kind of the dichotomy that I want us to go through today on Ego Killer Motivation right here. But first, make sure you go to the website. I have a ton of good stuff. I'm gonna start talking about that nutrition jumpstart, which is free on the website. I'm going to start talking about that this week as um, my 
Q&A starts to pull up right around the corner right here. So go ahead and download that. But back to what we're saying, there's a two-prongedness in not giving an F. There's that side of you that's like, I just don't care. We're all well aware of that side, right? Eminem has quoted this quote in some – he's bandied that phrase in a bunch of times. Maybe he didn't say, I just don't give a F, but he said it in so many terms. I feel like he has a tattoo of it somewhere on his shoulder blades or something like that, or maybe on you know, part of his sleeve. It's like his whole steez and vibe. And to that end, there is a little gravity to it. But there's this other side to it, too. It means we got to let go of trying to add up and do what we have talked about a little bit here of that shadow work. And that's that work that we do behind closed doors that doesn't look as though it's not something you would say in a job interview that you're trying to work on. Like you're not really out here telling your next boss or your future employers, right? Or those people that you're trying to impress. Maybe you're trying to compare. You guys are driving matching pole stars. <laughs> you're trying to compete. You don't really want to tell them like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You're really getting good at, at telling people no when they ask you for trivial, stupid favors, <laughs> right? Or that you're actually cutting off a part of your family that's been super toxic for you or whatever it might be. No one likes to hear that because they get all uncomfortable with it because you're supposed to be front-facing, a quality person, a good Samaritan, if you will. And doing all that shadow work right there just makes you seem like kind of an asshole, really. And, well... No one wants to be that, although there is a pretty good philosophical book called Asshole, and it explains that these are specific parameters, like you can't care about what people think ever, and you're actually more entitled than everyone else, at least you believe it is, like your birthday should matter. That's kind of the definition <laughs> of a regular, just a good old down-home asshole <laughs> versus what I'm talking about here when we say the other side of not giving an F is taking away all those frivolities in life and boiling the thing down to what it really, really is. There is a state of indifference that makes you guys really uncomfortable. But when I see it from people that I've trained with over the years, it, it, it's more focus. It's an intense focus. It is a distraction-free kind of lifestyle. In popular culture, the first person I think about, I think about Jay-Z when I think of this because he kind of embodies a little bit of the border of this. When he said one time, he goes, yeah, I'm really stoic about mine. I don't get too up or down, and that is great because it helps me to kind of see the good for what it is. I'm probably robbing myself of a really dope celebration by doing that and being that way. And with him specifically, I think everybody would kind of think like, yeah, that's a dude that is, stays, you know, with the Marcus Aurelius, you know, like he's super stoic and old boy doesn't really go too high or too low. And, you know, not giving an F in that particular case, it means he don't care about the frivolities of life. He also is quite quite the shrewd businessman and has been on the other side he said hey you want to run def jam too 
I don't give a F. Get yourself up out the paint. Oh, you want royalties too? You want to share the stage? Get the F about the paint. And a lot of you would argue that that's the only way to become a billionaire. And uh, I would say that there's a whole other tiny uh, percentage of the population that actually wants the burden, the mantle of being a billionaire. And to do that, probably you got to, as if I know what you have to do to be a billionaire, I, I don't. I'll admit that I don't. But... There's a whole two-step that you gotta you gotta know how to do that in order to make to break through those doors and keep it moving. Indifference, indifference, something that a lot of you might get uncomfortable with. Um, there is a man I tell you about named Sergey, and Sergey happened to like Chuck Bukowski. If you don't know who Chuck Bukowski is, he was a writer um, decades ago. He's an American writer from L.A., and he's like one of you. You know how you guys, if you have parents or maybe you live in homes, like an actual neighborhood, right? Um, and I mean specifically like a suburban neighborhood with like houses and a yard and a walkway, you know, a some of these houses have bungalows and whatever it was. Someone in your neighborhood you've never met but they have like they still just because you haven't met them doesn't mean they're like a hermit but you don't know what they do for a living what they do on a daily what their interests are you might never know but you know they've owned that house since like the 1812s (laughs) that's chuck bukowski right there right there's a guy who used to just show up to his job and he was a postal worker but he's also a writer is that kind of like lower middle class dude that just kept grinding and has those stories to tell sergey happened to like bukowski actually one of the first people to introduce me to bukowski and bukowski opens the mark manson book the subtle art of not giving a fuck the author opens the book with Bukowski and says, here's a guy who's on his epitaph reads, don't try. And I started to put all the pieces together because like I, you guys know, like Sergey is my old trainee, right? He's a Macedonian um, power lifter, old power lifter. And someone who used to drop these dope jewels inside the weight room when we were training. Also decided that instead of, eating breakfast or getting any type of pre-workout one morning for workout, he decided a dark spot and beer would be the, the breakfast of El Campeon or Los Campeon and uh, invited me to smell it. It smelled like antifreeze. Sergey is the modern-day Bukowski and taught me a lot because, well... He transformed into someone who didn't give any Fs and became as happy as he could be while not giving an F, but could never make it all the way to the other side that I want you guys. Like he never, he stayed Chuck Bukowski, right? The author talks about Bukowski. The author talks about Bukowski's habits. And again, on this tombstone, literally says, don't try. 
he never got away from that apparently like dude died you know he finally like made a little bit of money and fame and all that he was still too entrenched in his habits in his hookers in his racetrack in los angeles in the 60s and 70s he still was you know that's sergey too not the not the prostitute part but anyway the modern day equivalent non-illegal side of that uh sergey was a good dude never they never evolved past that they stayed on that half of not giving an f where indifference was basically the definition of how they were going to live you want me to move my car so that you can have more space but the car was already on my side of the street I don't give an F. Look, you want my dog to stop barking in the middle of the day, but you won't help me rebuild my fence. I don't give an F. Like these are all things that Sergey in some fashion had to deal with that he told me about. But Sergey used to be and drop some of the kindest gems I ever heard about modern life. The man was really interested in diversity and equality he never wanted people to be treated differently or unfairly he found relief in equality of gender ethnicity he would tell me all the time and encourage me when i was going through my journeys of not smoking or trying to end up building myself professionally because he happened to love boxing massive bob marley fan which phenomenal movie, a massive Bob Marley fan, and just an all-around complex character who on the humanity side had it figured out. On the fitness side, well, it's not even, I don't have enough time. Um, Look, we're taking a look at frivolity. We're taking a look at the extras, and we're looking at how not giving an F is going to make you a happy person. super admirable when you see someone who's perfected the art of not giving an F because they're focused. Let's cut the Bukowski Sergey side of them out and just look at what I've seen some fighters who maybe even echo that or maybe you've seen some fighters who echo that who say, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go after what I need to do to win inside of my training and take kind of the inhumanity out of it. What are we really talking about? We're talking about a dedication and focus that extends far beyond the simple action of completion. We're talking about a lifestyle shift. People who say they don't give Fs are really not trying dot, dot, dot to impress, but instead are completing tasks and are achieving the highest spiritual and emotional level of performance they can possibly output. You need life energy to do that stuff. You need a lot of rest. You need a lot of pats on the back. You need a lot of all this thing, juice and energy. You know, you need your chakras to be spinning. You need your doshas to be active. You need to be two-stepping out of your house. You need to hit that play button on that hustling Cat Williams, Rick Ross mashup. You need to get that all going in order to make sure that you're in that space where you feel focused and energized and you have enough life energy to contribute. 
But what we often concern ourselves with, what we're preconditioned to concern ourselves with a lot of the time is simply the distractions, the minutia, the mental contaminants of that everyday grind, which seeks seriously to lock us in the ego of comparison. Stop comparing, right? We have to learn to stop comparing. We have to learn that, yo, it's dope that I look online right now and I see folks deadlifting four, four stacks right now for reps. I want to do that. Pause and remember, wait, it takes three stacks to do four. Then it takes two to do three. And, well, I got the one down. Let me start to build on this. Focus now becomes what I got to do. Anything distracting me from that focus, I just simply, simply M&M that. Making sure that we set boundaries too. Setting boundaries is a huge, huge portion of not really giving in that. It's something that me, I've been real poor at. You know, I'm an only child. I have siblings, but basically I'm raised an only child. By all intents and purposes, only child. And, you know, I always wanted, I had great friends who became like family members and cousins to me young growing up. And that's because, and my cousins were like my brothers and stuff like that because I wanted more and more attention, right? Because you think, oh, you don't get any attention. I mean, you don't get all the attention. That means you're not getting none. And all the psychology of only children and all that. But as you grow up, you you kind of like, for me, I was like, yo, I'm strong enough physically to handle all of these other burdens. As an only child, you guys maybe as people who are just raised to solve problems, maybe you come from homes where entropy and chaos is the order of the day. You learn to solve for X. And so X comes along, you solve for that. Now you start doing that for other people. Now you meet your first, you know, partner. And instead of looking at them for the broke broken down, broke, emotional basket case, you know that they might have been, you're over here trying to save them, cape for them. Ugh. People have been there. It is a very, it's a tr- story or a archetype is true as the sun rising and setting because we forget that boundaries exist. And when you become kind of somebody who's professionally endowed and Someone who is a head of family, a household, and, you know, a parent or even a guardian. Like, one of the most important things that you teach and one of the most important things that you practice is that boundary. Saying no is hyper important strategically. Strategically. In fact, notice that when you get further along and you start talking to people whose tax brackets are higher than yours, they're actually the best at saying no. You apply for a loan, you apply for an apartment, you try to get a promotion, you're trying to get a new job. Those people are all telling your butt no. And what will you do? You'll go and try to get another apartment, another loan, another job. Because you're in that space of requesting more. We're all there at some point. But it ain't hard for them to say no, is it? You say it's all, it's part of the job. Yeah, it gets easier <laughs> over time for it to be part of their job and just be just knocking your just like 
you know, like batting practice. Just there's a fastball and here's a, there's a request fastball and there's a no. And here's another and there's a no. And there's an underhand one. All right. And then questioning, making sure that you're questioning things when they come up. Because shielding yourself from comparison is ideal. And then just staying really focused in general. There are so many examples, you guys, of fighters that I've met over the years who get more peaceful the more they stop giving Fs. Because they know there's only training. In that training, you learn so much about yourself, your abilities, how hard and far you're, will, you're able to go so that you could push yourself farther. And whatever the consequence might be afterward, you're like, good. Because you know for a fact you could not have done more. The thief of joy, it's a lot of things, right? It's a lot of things. It's like you don't have a thief of what thief is like in the comments. There's a thief of joy, apparently. This is a thief who I think just has sticky ass fingers. The thief of joy doesn't come up on like happiness and be like, mm, no, I'll leave the happiness alone. They're not like trying to, they're not like art thieves, right? An art thief doesn't try to steal your car, right? Like, ooh, you know, an electric vehicle. Let me, let me boost this. No, they're looking for Pollux or something like that or this, right? This nice, uh, kettlebell drawing charcoal drawing right here they're looking for art thieves aren't looking art thieves are not the thieves of joy right the thief of joy is going to take a lot and the thief of joy it could be procrastination it could be um it could be it could be what was the thief of ambition right <laughs> the thief of ambition could be you know smoking too much or whatever whatever it might be Right. But the thief of joy actually is not being able to stay on point and focused with yours. The thief of joy is leaving something on the table. If you ask me 100 percent of the time, knowing that you could have done more and didn't a thousand percent bothers you guys more than anything I've ever seen. Bother humans. It's like an itch you can never scratch. Never, never be that, my friends. Make sure that you guys have figured out how to empty the tank. And for those that I've trained around, that I've seen train so many people that I've met over the years who have kind of let the burden of I need to, I have to, I have to show out, I have to win, die behind. I'm here now and I'm willing to die for this. I'm willing to squeeze every last morsel, molecule, drip, drip from my mental consciousness, my ability to achieve. I'm willing to do all of that because I just don't give no Fs. So look, at the end of the day, I don't think don't try. <laughs> That's brilliant for someone that maybe has struggled to evolve throughout their whole life. Still not giving no Fs. Do try for sure. Do try. But as soon as you can, right, as soon as you kind of learned your boundaries, not saying no, right, or learning when to say no, as soon as you learned, you know, how to identify what matters, question, 
As soon as you got to that place where you're doing those things right there, maybe stop trying as hard and just kind of grind on that focus. Adding up social comparison, trying too hard. It's all baked in, my friends. All right. And we're not that hungry. All right. Uh, that's where I'm going to leave it for you guys today right there. Coach you on CSCS.com for that nutrition jump start. It's where you guys need to go right now because it's free. It'll always be free, but you know you're hungry for it right now. But get that. Till tomorrow, we're going to be talking about strength training on Tough Love Tuesday. Stay all the way 